What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Joystick Chronicles podcast. I'm happy to report that Warzone is healing and the DMR meta is behind us. This and more happening right now. Let's get started. California wildfire. It's just, just completely out of control. It's not contained anymore. Just, you know, nine people fired. Our head coach fired. Anyway, I'm not negative today. I'm actually in a good mood. Just, uh, just uh, the chaos of being a Tennessee fan. That's all it is. I think it's funny because you're paying players and you still suck. So, three and seven, baby. <laughs> we pay players to go three and seven. Not great. Good stuff guys if you're not anyway, sports people that's not a good thing that's uh yeah it's not good jim <laughs> well you want to talk about some uh some cod or something no you know what first thing we got before we get to the cod some assassin's creed oh before we get to that oh do you have a question you know today? what time it is yeah yeah oh, of course i do you know how could i skip it how, how could you we're 10 episodes in here I, I feel like you should know that by now I didn't, you know, we've, we've been talking for a few minutes and you didn't tell me that you had one. You just always surprise me. <laughs> always be toes. prepared. Today's question is a great one. Knowing that uh, WandaVision is out, Marvel has their, their first official TV series. Mm. Uh, I want to ask you, if you could choose any superpower, what would it be and why? Mm. Okay. If it's a superpower, does, uh, can you um, like manipulate time? Technically, that could be a superpower. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange can do that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a time traveler, because then the possibilities are endless. I could do essentially whatever I wanted. So you, you essentially you would just be Doctor Strange, because that's yeah, that's pretty much what he does, and he's awesome. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Doctor Strange. Okay, I like that. And what's what's your reasoning? Uh, because I mean, I, I feel like other superpowers, like maybe like being able to fly would be really cool, uh, and, and those kind of things, but to control my own life at all times, I could control everything around me at all times. That'd be pretty neat. You know, flying, I can't control the world around me necessarily. I can just fly and go somewhere. That'd be pretty cool. Dr. Strange but, can fly technically. Yeah. But here's the thing, like maybe I could time travel and go to another time where I can figure out, like get the technology to fly and then yeah. I can go back to like wherever I want it to. Yeah. Okay. Go live in the middle ages and be considered a witch or something. I like I that. <laughs> I like it. I'm into it. All right. So mine is not a normal one, actually. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Jumper? Mm, uh, I'm going to look it up. Jumper. Yeah. It's actually a good movie. Uh, and it's this guy. He's probably honestly probably about like our age. And he can look at a picture. Doesn't matter if he's ever been there. As long as he sees like a picture of something, he can teleport there immediately. So he can go wow, wherever he wants to go. Oh yeah, it's an older one. Uh, not too old, but it's uh, 12 years old now. Um, 13 or 2021. Oh gosh. Well, we're close. It's close. Uh, but yeah, I think that 
would be the one that I would choose just because it's so unique to where you can literally just go wherever you want in an instant. And like in the in the movie, it's actually really cool. There's a scene where he's in his apartment and there's this guy trying to capture him and he is jumping from like place to place back to his apartment. He has all these pictures of postcards on his wall that he can just like pick one and go to it. So uh, in the scene, that's pretty neat. He is like trying to escape this guy. So he looks at the the Great Pyramids in Egypt and he just goes there and then comes back to his apartment. And then he's like at Niagara Falls and he comes back. So he, it's just yeah. like essentially like teleporting. It's pretty wild. Which would be cool. So I think that'd probably be mine. I, okay. I thought about um, like reading minds, but I at that that's point, cool. I think that would drive you insane. I, yeah, I I feel like it'd be so hard to just like not always read someone's mind and then you're just you always would, yeah there's always something so I don't I don't necessarily need to need to know that <laughs> interesting have you watched WandaVision yet I did um and it left me a little confused to be completely honest heard some mixed reviews on it yeah, so far so I think I know the general basis of like where they're going to take it um so if you haven't watched it yet, spoiler alert right here for the next couple minutes. Um, essentially, they're like in what seems like the 1960s, the Wanda and Vision are, and it, it's like a like a are 1960s sitcom, kind of the way that it's directed. Um, and they go through the story, and then at the end of it, they like the TV screen closes and it pans out into what's clearly present day based on the camera shot. And mm. you can hear somebody like whispering, like who's doing this to you, Wanda? And it's just really weird. Like it seems like they're being controlled by like a greater power, which if you look in the details in some of the shots, there's an ad for a toaster that they put on the screen and it ha- it says hydro on the toaster. So it's like, mm. I think, like, if, you're con- if you know the Marvel Universe and you're connected in that, like, that, something, we're obviously going to find out, but somewhere Hydra is involved and there's going to be other, I think, characters um, who are going to be introduced here. And I, and I think it's probably going to be them, like, going like through a- different decades and trying to, like, get out of wherever they're trapped in. Oh. So is Wanda... And Wanda person, and then Vision is a person. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. Technically, Vision's not a person, but that's Vision is technically Jarvis from Iron Man. Oh, they okay. made in Endgame. It was either Infi- I think it was Infinity War. Um, they essentially made Jarvis into a person, into a person, quote unquote. He's not actually like living. Um. Like, there's jokes in the show that he's like, oh, I don't have to eat because he doesn't have a pulse. He's a computer. <laughs> um, so they essentially made him in that movie, and now this is his story. Um, the, he has an infinity stone in his forehead. Oh. That yellow stone in his forehead is one of the infinity stones. Um, so they essentially, in Endgame, they told, the Avengers told Wanda and Vision, like, you guys need to go hide and keep the infinity stones infinity stones safe. Um, so it's the, the guy who voiced Jarvis in Iron Man 
is now mm. the actor who plays Vision because it's oh. they created him into a quote unquote person. Oh, it's actually that's a really cool neat. story. Um, and just the way that it it plays into the whole Marvel universe, which I mean, all of the shows have. I think we've talked about how if you watch them all in order, they all make sense together. Um, so I liked it. I had pretty high expectations going into it, and I'm glad that they released two episodes because if it was just one episode, I would have been really confused. Um, but it seemed like the jump from episode one to episode two was like going from essentially like the 60s to the 70s. Um, and I feel like just based on some of the imagery that I've seen out of uh, the previews that it'll probably likely be going like later on or like more towards present time each episode. But I don't know. We'll find out every Friday. Every Friday. There's nine episodes total. So I encourage you to watch. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. Is there another show that you've been watching? No, to be completely honest. Um, my TV consumption has been rather low lately. Um, Christy's watching Chicago PD right now, uh, mm. which I've actually already watched. So I'm technically kind of watching it for the second time, paying attention here and there, here and there in the <laughs> episodes that I like. Um, but she's on season season seven right now, and season eight is actually like live on TV right now. So once she finishes seven, I'll probably start watching that again and uh and watch the new season all right what about you well nothing so sad because we started the new year and the office went to peacock uh so i recorded all of the office on youtube tv (laughs) (laughs) so it's in my library and uh i just have to deal with commercials but i'll deal with it because it's not that bad it's fine so uh, the Office, and then I don't really have like a new show I've been watching. It's yeah, kind of been playing Warzone and working. It's a, kind of about it. I've been going back and forth on whether or not I want to rewatch Peaky Blinders because I was I really like that show. I've I've only seen that. Uh, I, I think I watched like part of the first episode. I just, I don't know. I didn't get into it. So. Yeah, so you just have to keep watching it. I. I've, I've watched the first like two episodes a couple years ago and then I never started it again. And then um, sometime last year, I watch it all through and it is so good. Highly mm. recommend. You just need That's to heard. you need to sit down and get through that that first episode. Uh, it's like when when Tommy Shelby is like riding the horse and they're like enchanting the horse or like or one of the ladies is blessing the horse for the race. Like, just get through all that part, and then it gets so much better. Well, okay. That's good to know. I do recommend watching it with subtitles, though. Mm. Do you actually know what they're saying? Yeah. Arthur. <laughs> you can barely understand Arthur half the times. Um, so, it's worth a shot with, with subtitles. It was easier to watch. I think I watched the first couple episodes without him, and then um, my roommate just said, Turn on the subtitles because it's going to help you. And it definitely did. Uh, okay. Well, that might be a new show for me. Um, now, can we talk about Assassin's Creed? Let's do it. So I've actually um, I've been able to jump back into it a little bit. I know I, I had stopped to play Cyberpunk and then, honestly, I, I haven't touched Cyberpunk in a couple of weeks now. I just kind of 
Bell. I, it, one interesting stat I did see that since launch Cyberpunk, uh, and I saw this I think probably about two weeks ago, so it could be a little bit of a dated stat. But uh, as of two weeks ago, Cyberpunk had lost I think seventy four percent of its player base uh, since launch. So it's just kind of turned into a flop. Obviously, they had a ton and ton of glitches and uh, and issues, and now there's a bunch of class action lawsuits against CD Projekt Red. Um, wait, so so wait, who lost their player base um cyberpunk cyberpunk yeah which oh geez i mean i haven't played it since i played it like a few times i i got a little bit into the story and then it just kind of stopped and i honestly haven't picked it up since then um so why why are there all these uh lawsuits so there were a ton of glitches within the game uh and really it just wasn't stable and for the most part it wasn't playable on xbox one and ps4 in the i guess now last gen consoles Mm. um and it just it really just was not playable so people stopped playing it and then sony took it out of the playstation store completely and started offering refunds to anybody who purchased the game and wasn't able to play it and said here's your money back because this is not what it was as advertised Oh, uh, so turned boy. into a whole mess, and so now they have investors there was filing. So much anticipation for it, too. yeah, yeah. I mean, literally years, literally. Um, so now they have investors filing class action lawsuits against the developer. Uh, developers, they came out um, and issued a, a formal statement apologizing and blah blah blah. Apparently, I think they had said that um, in all the testing that they had done for the game, that none of these issues had had come up, which to me just means they didn't do clearly enough testing on any last gen consoles. I think with with the hype of all of the next gen consoles that were coming out, um, I mean, really Series X and S and then the PS5, they probably focused primi- primarily um, or they probably focused mostly on console testing with the next gen consoles because obviously that's what the the next big thing was um so who knows i don't necessarily know that it's complete speculation but it's a problem um there's already one class action lawsuit i think one another one was filed today i don't know if it was it technically filed today but there's articles that are being released today that another one has been filed by investors um boy essentially claiming that they're not getting their money's worth because CD Projekt Red and Sony are now offering refunds and all this money's going back to people because the game's unplayable and they've lost so much of their player base and it's an issue. It's all an issue. Like, <laughs> uh, so we kind of talked about that. Is there is there um, anything in Assassin's Creed? Do you have an update on on where you're at, what you're doing? Yeah. So all I will say is that at first. I actually thought Assassin, like Valhalla, was really hard. Um, I was having kind of a hard time getting through it, and I, I mean, even I was talking with you as I was playing it a couple times, and I was stuck on um, one of the fights for a little while. But what I realized is that it's because I'm literally learning how to play keyboard and mouse on that game, and just my combat is not up to snuff on keyboard and mouse, and that's mm-hmm. all it is. Because now, so I actually I started playing. Um, I did all of. So when I got Dark Ether in Zombies, I did all of that on keyboard and mouse. In Zombies, just when you're training zombies, it's, it seems like it's so repetitive. So I thought, well, why not do it on keyboard and mouse and just get the movement down and, and get used to how I do it there? 
Um, and then I carried that a little bit over into Warzone. I'm still definitely a controller player, um, but I can play mm-hmm. Warzone on keyboard and mouse now. Um, and then once I did that, I feel like my combat skills got so much better in Assassin's Creed that I was able to actually get through some of the harder boss fights. Um, so I like it a lot. Uh, it's a really fun game and it's huge. Um, yeah. I mean, all of the Assassin's Creed games, always they're always big. Um, but I mean, this one is just massive. There's a ton that you can do. I've gotten through some of the alliances. I think I have like four alliances built now. Um, and I'm slowly increasing the size of Ravensthorpe, which for you, that's the, uh, essentially like your settlement, um, that you come into England with and you just build that up on your own. And as you gain materials by, uh, raiding different towns in the area and different, um, different, just like areas of the map, you gain materials and then you can build up your own town with those. Um, so it's really, it's really cool. Um, I just went to, um, oh my gosh, I always forget the name. I just went to Asgard. Um, and so some of the, like some of the lore that you see, uh, in Thor, the Marvel movies is obviously actual Viking lore. So that all Mm -hmm. carries through the game as well. So, um, you go to Asgard, you have to close the Bifrost and Loki's there, uh, and Thor is there. Um, so like you have to pick somebody who to fight, um, when you're, you have to pick somebody who to fight with when you're in Asgard. So of course I picked Thor because why not? Um, so like you're fighting alongside Thor or Thor. Um, it's pretty, pretty cool. Sweet. I, I have enjoyed it so far. Well, uh, that's pretty cool. You am I a boring style, you? Little style. No, I'm <laughs> sleepy. I feel like this, this, uh, coaching stuff has taken a lot out of me today. <laughs> I've been constantly refreshing t- Twitter every five minutes. Anyway, no, that's cool. You have, it, it's fun that you have something, you and like Matt, our buddy, will have uh, some time to play something like that by yourself. When yeah. It's not just the boys playing some Warzone. Yeah. So, and I, I think a lot of people are like that. Well, especially right uh, now, like I, uh, Christy is, she works in a school, so she's now seeing kids and, um, and just with the pandemic and everything, like we've been super careful about where we're going and, and staying mm-hmm. home most of the time. Um, so just with all the time that we're spending at home, that's just uh, like, I, I think I said it in an episode um, a week or two ago that uh, Assassin's Creed is my rainy day game. So it's like, if I'm sitting at home and no one's playing Warzone and I don't necessarily want to watch TV, I'll, I'll fire it up and play that for a little while and passes the time. I enjoy it. Um, and that's about oh, it. Boy. It's, all, it's always been a good game. Well, so no more cyberpunk. <laughs> Not right <laughs> now, much, at least. That's pretty much out for, I think, for a little uh, bit. For the time being, I do want to jump into it at some point uh, and really commit some time to it. But for right now, just with how much I'm enjoying Assassin's Creed uh, for when I'm playing just an RPG, I think I'll probably stick with that for a little while and and keep cyberpunk on the back burner i'm I'm curious to see what happens with all these lawsuits uh and, and if anything comes out from cd project red on what enhancements they're going to be making to the game if any um and really and, and i don't want to say that the game being buggy was the reason why i left because it, there really weren't a ton of issues with it on pc um i did notice some flaws here and there when i was playing it 
Uh, but uh, I mean, sometimes it's just hard to obviously commit enough time to to one game when you're playing Warzone so frequently, and then you also are enjoying another game like Assassin's Creed. Um, so it, it's not. I didn't stop playing it because it was unplayable. I just really didn't have the time at that point. So I'll jump into it at some point again. But for now, Assassin's Creed it is on a rainy day. So we kind of talked about um, issues with Cyberpunk. Let's give an update on issues getting a PS5 and Xbox Series X. Oh, boy. Uh, What have you seen? I mean, I don't think there's necessarily anything new. So I was kind of reading this article. and Essentially, it feels like an article. They're just complaining. Uh, There's all, all these issues. People like logging or trying to buy one and it disappears out of the cart and everything. It just seems like uh, both Sony and uh, Microsoft are still having issues fulfilling demand. But I mean, that just means that the demand is really high. Supply can't meet it, obviously. So um, I don't think there's necessarily anything new there. Um, But, you know, I'm sure we have a lot of people that, you know, whoever listens to this has been either trying to get their hands on it or, uh, you know, thinking about the next move, I've still been thinking about um, PC and the more I think about it every week, the more I want to buy one, but I don't have any space in this apartment unless I just <laughs> just get rid of my couch or something like that could work. <laughs> but um, anyway, I mean, it's the same with graphics cards right now, too. I mean, the next gen consoles and the new 30 series graphic cards and, and even the uh, the Radeon graphics cards that all came out are in short supply. Okay. Um, I've been thinking about that stuff because I, I think I'm going to start accumulating components. Yeah. Uh, my birthday is in February, so I've got about a month until my birthday. So I, I can't really think of anything else I want really right now. So I, I might just start. I don't, I just don't want to get anything that's going to be outdated by the time I get a PC, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so I got to do some research still, but so a new round of graphics cards and, uh, processors just came out. So, I mean, really, you're going to have a hard time getting any of those. Um, and the the most recent version of all of all of those are still extremely viable options. Mm-hmm. Um, like the CPU that I have, would I would highly recommend for you. Uh, it's a Ryzen 5 3600. Um, and so I think one thing to just to look out for when you're building a computer is having it set up to where you can upgrade it in the future because uh, that's one of the cool things about a, a, a pc is that if you have it set up right and configured to where you're able to upgrade it then you don't necessarily have to go out and get all these a bunch of brand new parts to make it better you just flip one in take the other one out and and have it ready so like i i spent an extra 20 bucks on a motherboard to be able to put in either the next gen now this current gen that just came out uh, mm-hmm. processor or graphics card so like that's one thing that you just need to be worried uh, to uh, be aware about, of yeah um, but like that's easy yeah well we'll see where it goes um, I'll be doing some research here in the next month or so trying to figure that out um, but along the same lines I kind of want to talk a little bit about the big games coming in 2021. Yeah. Two. 
What are you seeing? So, I know we touched gonna, on this a little bit last week um, with, with some of the games. I think we had mentioned, I know I think I had mentioned Hogwarts Legacy as being in my, in my top five uh, yeah. as the games that are coming out, but they just literally released or just announced the other day that, that that's getting delayed to 2022, which is a sad thing. I uh, yeah. actually just watched another Harry Potter this morning. Uh, I got the all eight DVDs on uh, on, or I got all eight movies on DVD for Christmas. So popped one of those bad boys in and watched it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's sad. R.I.P. Yeah. So, so some more. I think we mentioned last week Hitman Three. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of the Medium? No. Okay, the Medium releases January twenty eighth. Um, it's a next gen horror game. Uh, okay. It renders two versions of the game world simultaneously. So it it allows players to switch between the real world and the quote unquote spirit world at any time. So it's kind of like um like the upside down in Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, I like that. Super Yeah. Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. That's February 12th. See there's a new Pokemon Snap game coming out? Yeah, that's funny. Man, I played that on Nintendo 64. Yeah, so did I. Pokemon Snap. This is actually a funny one, but apparently it's very popular. Lego Star Wars. I've uh, actually heard that those games are really fun. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who. I, I, knew, I had one buddy that played that like all the time. Okay. I never played them, but I heard a lot. Actually, I heard a lot of really good things. And even the movies apparently are good, which I've never seen. Yeah. This one is the Skywalker Saga. Okay. Interesting. That'd be kind of cool. Well, there's a uh, there's a Indiana Jones game coming out, and then there's going to yeah. be an open world Star Wars game that's coming out as well. Um, so Lucasfilm Games, which yeah. is now like the, it's an essentially new studio, um, is just starting to release all these new games that they're going to be coming out with in the coming months and years. Um, and so the Indiana Jones one, I think, is going to be cool, a new adventure game, and then uh, obviously any kind of Star Wars game. Like Star Wars Battlefront was always awesome, one of my favorites oh, yeah. on PS2. Um, but an open world Star Wars game has so much potential because be the Star Wars universe universe is just massive, and just right. flying between the different planets and galaxies would be really, really cool. So I'm excited to see what they do with that as well. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I know Ratchet and Clank is pretty popular. Did you play? Um, um, I, I I heard Ratchet and Clank, and it made me think of Banjo Kazooie. Did you ever play that? Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, I used to play Banjo-Kazooie. That's a good one. All the time. Oh, that brings back some nostalgia. <laughs> um, Battlefield. Yeah, so I think that was literally, I actually think that was like some, some of it was confirmed either today or like late yesterday, but Battlefield 6. It says, it just says Battlefield 2021. Release, release date, holiday 2021. Um, yeah, so I think some of the details came out about that today. And oh, it's okay. Battlefield Six, and it's supposed to be heavily influenced by Battlefield Three. And apparently, there's going to be like 124 wild, like 124 player multiplayer map. That'd be crazy. So, I would imagine they probably do it similar to how they've done with like the squadrons in multiplayer. Yeah. Um, but that would be cool. It says. Quote, uh, developer DICE will deliver a true next-gen vision for the franchise uh, with never-before-seen scale. Yeah, that would, that would do it. Yeah, it's uh, from what I read, and, and it wasn't a lot of details. That was, that's literally all 
all that they had to share but um just even that got me pretty excited and, and i think the possibility of what they can do with that is going to be really cool mm-hmm. battlefield is always Isn't a fun it? game i think we i think you got you, a little bit more into it than i did you introduced me to it we got it for blockbuster we stayed at your um at your mom's <laughs> r.i.p blockbuster when she, when she was in uh yeah when we were kids um blockbuster we got it and we played it in your basement we had a sleepover and i think you fell asleep and i continued to play it was that the original battlefield i don't i think it was battlefield who maybe okay i don't know um but yeah i really like battlefield it was very different i'm big first person shooter guy so that one feeling a lot more realistic it just was like a new challenge uh, yeah, so I've always I've always enjoyed the Battlefield series. Yeah, I think um, it's on the realistic note, uh, I'm very close to giving Escape from Tarkov a try because <laughs> from what I've seen uh, from that game, it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. It's like the the hyper realistic uh, version. You just go in and raid, and you got to evac, and uh, it looks really cool. What is this? what? GTA 5 next gen <laughs> I'm so confused how much content can they make off of one game oh my god um it will be released on its third set of consoles in 2021 <laughs> third set <laughs> yeah oh my god so you know that they literally just are revamping all the graphics to fit Wow, the power of like our 4K consoles and stuff. They That's need wild. a GTA 6. Like, uh, where, where is GTA game. 6? I believe people have been playing that for so long. It's unbelievable. I know. I okay. All of the, <laughs> the cheat codes in, in uh, GTA, though, oh. those are undefeated and always will be. You drop a tank in the middle of the road. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I never owned it because my parents wouldn't let me get that. I didn't even try. I, I had it friends i had it at my dad's uh i just felt like i was a sinner when i played that game so i i would play it at my dad's and you just go online get the cheat codes and uh it was like up just, up down down left right uh, left right square circle or something it was similar something similar to that it was like yeah that one was either i think the tank or the plane that drops into the oh the jet yeah <laughs> you just d- drop a fighter jet into the middle of San Andreas. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I think that's pretty much all I got on the new game. So I think it's time. <laughs> it's time. You're always counting down the minutes. The moment you've all all been waiting for. Back to Warzone, baby. It's not the DMR zone anymore. <laughs> Thank. God, hallelujah. Honestly, it's already so much better without DMR being the meta. I mean, it's still good, but it's it didn't, I don't recommend using it to be honest. It didn't bother me. It was like, a pain I in the liked, ass. I liked DMRs and I liked the Mac 10. Uh Mac 10, we I mean we haven't got to that part yet, but they they nerfed both of them. I mean, Mac 10 is still good. Mac 10 is still the meta though. Oh, lord, I love that gun. Um Oh, I have some clips for you. I, met, I forgot to mention. I got some clips today. <laughs> um, anyway, the uh, yeah, the DMR. So, I mean, I, they took off. Um, really, it's like the range, and it's got too much kick now. The um, DMR. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think they decreased the headshot multiplier, increased the range. It's um, still powerful. Oh, it, well, it, I think the biggest thing... Use it. I think the biggest thing that people don't realize is that they decreased the damage profile from sniper to AR. Oh. So that okay. cuts your damage range like crazy. That would make sense. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's always used like AR ammo, but the damage profile was classified under sniper. That's wild. Now it's AR. It so should it be. Even, should have been for evens it out place. a little bit. Well, I mean, you think with it being a tactical rifle, I mean, the marksman rifles are all are all snipers. So it makes mm-hmm. sense the way that they did it because the EBR, I think technically has a sniper damage profile, which mm-hmm. that would be the most similar gun from modern warfare to the DMR in type 63. Crazy kick though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but you have to think though, like earlier on, probably like a year ago, the EBR was like a two shot kill from across the map. Like even that was wild. And then they balanced that out. And now EBR is completely redundant. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that the DMR becomes redundant. It was really fun to use it. I mean, just because it was so good and you just absolutely shred people. But once, once literally everybody was using it, it got old very quick. It's almost like the FAL now. Like I, th- I think the FAL is like still pretty good, but yep. nobody uses it because, I mean, you could, it sort of like, falls in that category where i feel like you'd have to make the dmr like more of a shorter range weapon because it would absolutely annihilate short range but most yeah. people aren't going to have like a good enough um i mean it's a single shot weapon so turns into a cheater gun yeah that's what the fal much. is who you uh, how often yeah, do you well, see yeah. a normal person using an fal right now other than somebody who has hacks yeah <laughs> very true so uh yeah I mean, I think people will still use it, and I still think it's viable, because it's not completely unusable, yeah. I guess. I it's have stopped using it. I haven't touched it since I did too. the nerf. And I, well, you were, you've been using it the last couple of days. Well, that leads me into my next point. I, I have a new meta gun, and, and uh, we can talk about the new meta. Yeah, let, let's discuss what the meta is, because there's a, there's a, actually, I think right now is probably the maybe one of the only times in Warzone that there is a very large array of guns to choose from that are completely viable. It's kind of balanced. I like it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's balanced in terms of options. I would say the attachments are where we run into a dumpster fire (laughs) with with the Cold War guns because none of the attachments do what they say they're supposed to do. None of them make sense. So that that once again leads to what I talked about in uh, streamers still have kind of the advantage because, you know, when you play this game full time and you have time to play with all the attachments and everything, figure out what the best is. Yeah, you kind of have an advantage, but at the same time, you know, pe- they release videos and stuff that, you know, people, you know, Nick Merckx is telling everybody what the best uh, attachments are. But anyway, what are you using? So right now I am... I have two different classes that I use, um, and it's actually a pretty good mix between Cold War and Modern Warfare guns. So, number one, if I'm like just going for high kills, I am pretty much anytime I'm not playing by myself, uh, I'll use AMAX and MAC-10, and I've really, really liked those two together. Um, the 
Amax is essentially like the now like the equivalent to what the Grau and the Kilo have been in Warzone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that it's the AR that packs a punch. You can use it long range. The only thing with the Amax is that it has quite a bit more kick than the Kilo or the Grau ever did. So you have to be able to control the recoil. Um, in terms of attachments, I use the the VLK optic on it uh monolithic suppressor the there's only i think two or three barrels for it i use the longest barrel i can't remember what it's called off the top of my head um and then 45 round mag that's the biggest one uh for that gun and then the under barrel is where i've kind of experimented i think that there's Mm -hmm. really two viable options one is the commando foregrip the other one's the ranger grip um and i started with commando the commando gives you a little bit more um, mobility, but you run into issues sometimes with that long-range accuracy. So I put on the Ranger grip, uh, and that keeps it a little bit more stable at long range. So because I'm using that as more of my long-range weapon, that's what I'm sticking with for right now uh, because I have the MAC-10 in my pocket, which I take that out for mid to short in range pocket, and just melt people with it. Tiny. <laughs> I, yeah. You like, probably fit it in your pocket. Yeah, throw that, throw that in the pocket and... And you're good uh, clearing buildings and, and jumping around corners with it because the mobility that that thing has is insane. Uh, yep. And it's just, it, it melts, packs a serious mm-hmm. punch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times where I'm just going straight at someone and we're literally just shooting each other. And I'm, I'll, I'll usually start with like a upper body shot. And then I've been jumping um, and trying to flick up for headshots as I'm hitting mm-hmm. them. So I'm increasing my damage as I go. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's been helping quite a bit. And I feel like I'm getting a lot more kills with it. So let's talk about your AMAX for just a second. Yeah. Um, so I don't have it leveled up, but what I'm seeing and what I've kind of been reading people tweet about too is that the, the uh, kick is too much on console versus PC. I don't really know how that works or how it would affect it but apparently that is the case so i'm a little bit cautious i'm a little bit hesitant in in grinding that gun uh, so we'll have to i'll have to get you to drop it at some point and test it out yeah um well and i actually just finished leveling it up uh, i had it to i think it was up to like level 45 so i had everything i needed except for the monolithic suppressor and now it's a the amax is a mono warfare gun it is right yeah so the, the the one the complaint that I have about modern warfare guns is that there are so many levels on the guns. Mm-hmm. The AMAC goes up to level sixty eight, and like you think I've got my take pick a Cold War gun, the FFAR that goes mm-hmm. up to level fifty five. Yeah. Um. So I mean that's that's like my only complaint. But the double XP that uh, I think is actually still live right now um, helped a ton. So in a night pretty much i had mm-hmm. uh my amax completely leveled up from level 45 uh just by using it in warzone and getting kills with it so it goes quick when you've got double xp um but i was using the tactical suppressor which is just not nearly as good as the monolithic um but once i put the monolithic on it increases your range increases your accuracy and i saw a pretty significant jump to my performance at range with that gun. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Do you want to hear what I'm using? Well, hold on. That that's class one. Um, uh, class two is the FFAR and Car ninety eight combo. Boy, and I'll car run 98 that. Got a nice buff. What was that? Got a nice buff on the Car ninety eight. I mean, Car ninety eight. That I think has been the best sniper in the game for a long time. Um, and I've very much enjoyed using it. I used it for a little while, kind of stopped using it, and then I, now I've come back to it. Uh, after a couple months and and i i love it still it's so good and um i was i was an ax50 um user for the first couple months in warzone i mean that was back when everybody was using the thermal sites and um and yeah. i i actually take pride in the fact that i i never put a thermal site on my gun i always hated them um, i didn't ever put it on the on a normal gun He's on sniping. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't even, I didn't use them on snipers. I always hated them. Uh, I prefer just to see what I'm looking at rather than look through a black screen. Um, but I, when I made the switch from car 98 to AX 50, I, I feel like my gameplay just got faster um, because it's not a traditional sniper. You've got that more mobility uh, and it still packs a hell of a punch on that. So that's what I've enjoyed. The FFAR just is insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. I think it's probably it's not I don't think it's the fastest time to kill, but it's one of the fastest time to kills in the short range for any of the guns in in Cold War or in Cold War or uh Modern Warfare. And so that is fun. That that would be kind of the question. So like to me, uh I still think the Mac ten is king though, as far as mobility and everything like that. So like if I would use an FFAR Right now, I think it's probably king of ground loot unless uh, unless you get you know Mac ten out of a box or something. Yeah, I agree. The FFR shreds one hundred percent. I think it's probably I, the best. It's for sure the best like gray, green, yeah. ground loot that we've seen probably in all yeah. of Warzone. So what I what I am normally running like when I'm picking up guns in the ground is I'll pick up an actual AR, like I'll pick up a blue you know M4 or something like that as my regular AR or, you know, maybe a LMG with a sight. And then my, I usually would run a sub, like I've actually been using the Milano a little bit and that thing's pretty good, but I would pick up an FFAR as my sub now. The Milano actually has the, uh, is from time to kill perspective is the worst gun in all of Warzone. Is it really? (laughs) Statistically, it is dead last. I was kind of I was kind of shredding with it a little bit though. It's awful. Milano, maybe what's the <laughs> what's the other one? Maybe I'm thinking of the other one. The Uzi? It's not an Uzi. I don't think it's an Uzi. Is it like that blue one? I don't know. There's an MP7 that's blue that has the thermal sight on it. That's ground loot. No, and then I think there's a, there yeah. And then there's another one that's an Uzi that's blue. It has like a red dot sight on it. Nah. And then there's just anyway. like the base green Milano that I mean that's the that's the gun that's the worst time to kill. FFIRs is uh, pretty great, though. So, those are your classes. Yeah, so what are, you, what are you rocking? So right now, I was, honestly, it's so funny, because how this happened was, a couple of days ago, uh, we were playing, I was playing duos with, with uh, Ryan, and uh, I got annihilated by an AUG, by a Cold War AUG. Mm-hmm. And I was actually kind of happy about it because i was like wait it's good in warzone because i grinded <laughs> the aug when we first started playing uh cold war 
And if you remember, remember when we were playing Nuketown and I was getting every single, uh, like, the final kill cam and you're pissed? Yep. It was, they were all with the AUG. Yep. So I was pumped when I saw that the AUG is actually good in Warzone. So I've been playing with the, uh, with the class a little bit. And I kind of made it similar to, you know, the Kilo with the, with the um, what was that site that we used to put on the Kilo? The VLK? VLK. Yeah, that's what I've got I've on my got, Amex. I've got the Axle Arms three times on the AUG now. Yeah, I like that one. Um, that's what most people are oh using on the boy. DMR. Oh, boy. Oh, that thing is powerful. I feel bad for people. Things like, uh, if I hit them dead on, I I mean, two bursts in the mid-range? I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty nasty. Yeah. And I threw a, a fire, a, one that, inc- I can't remember what it is. Increases my fire rate a little bit. Um, it's the barrel. But anyway, I won't give you all the attachments because I'm still playing with it. But um, the AUG, and then I'm running the uh, MAC-10 right now. Um, boy, it's a fun combo. It's been uh, fun switching off the DMR and going to this uh, AUG because it's pretty nasty. And I don't think a lot of people know about it yet. One gun that I want to test this week is the Cold War MP5. Because mm. statistically. It's better than the Mac 10. Weird. Uh, in terms of like, I think it's got too much kick. You'd have to really pay, like, get the attachments right. Yeah. So I want to play around with it and see how it performs. I think it's probably to the point where it's just whatever you're more comfortable with is what is going to be the better option. And I mean, right now I'm 100% loving the Mac 10. So that's what I'm going to be more comfortable with. But uh, I'm at least going to try it and we'll see how it goes so i'll probably slap that in the in the pocket uh yeah. when i'm when i've got the amax going and uh and we'll report back because well it's supposedly pretty good i do have it leveled up i think as i have it to like level 50 something i don't know i have dark ether on it so it's up to level 50 at least so i've got i think for the most part all the attachments that i need i think the the last one that i would get is the uh the last magazine uh, but I've got the drum mag, so that'll work, and yeah. we're going to test it. Well, I I mean, I feel like we could talk about the guns forever, but I think right now, I think there, there's a lot more I want to get to, but to transition out of that, I would say the guns are still not balanced. The attachments are are not right. So, like, if you're, like, MP5 statistically might be better, mm-hmm. but... We don't even know if any of the the statistics on the guns are accurate. Well, with the it's all it's all third party testing. So like yeah, okay. it's like true game data. Um, if you go to their website, they it it's literally a guy who um, is testing everything on his own. Check out his website, and you can go through and like they don't he doesn't have it for all the guns yet because he hasn't done all the testing for everything. Okay, um, but like you can go in and see like what the actual stats are in game um, of like how the attachments are actually affecting your guns. Uh, so mm. it's all based off of that. It's not like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I thought like, you were talking about gun statistics on the, no, you know, I, this whatever. is all like third party stuff because, ah, it, which okay. is interesting because that's what we need. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I think they have like anytime I'm, I'm looking at a cold war gun, nobody knows what the attachments do because it's just a complete crapshoot. It doesn't yep. until Warzone, um, until Raven can fix what's going on with the attachment issue. Anything that you put on your gun 
it's a crapshoot on whether or not it's actually mm-hmm. doing what what it says it's doing in game. So if you go to um, true game data, you can go in and see what all the different attachments actually do to your gun and how it affects your stats. Um, so that's pretty much how I've been set, selecting my Cold War loadouts based off of that. Pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, it's really helpful. And when Call of Duty can't do what they're supposed to be doing correctly, someone else is going to step in and, and do it themselves. So... I mean, this goes back to, I think I uh, made a comment in our last episode about um, all the companion apps. Somebody's going to essentially try to create their own anti-cheat by letting you uh, see who's in your lobby. Um, So this is a similar situation where we're relying on a third party to tell us what's actually going on in the game. Sad. (laughs) Sad, Sad but true. Also necessary. So let's talk about, um, and we can transition a little bit more about... um, the pay to win experiment. Yeah, you ran been, your own little test. So we've been uh, we've been we've been uh, hearing some rumors about it. I've watched a few videos about it um, and wanted to give it a little try. So um, if you go to now, this is another topic, you know, kind of that we've been exploring, and we talked about it last week. But the skill based matchmaking, the sbmmwarzone.com uh, is what. I have been using. Mm-hmm. I think you have been using what's the other one? The companion app. Companion app on so, PC. Real quick before you go into that, I deleted it because Activision has now, in response to these third party apps, Activision has made everyone's <sighs> game data private by default. So you yeah. manually have to go into your Activision account and select that all of your in game data is visible to everyone rather than just you. So boy, is that annoying? Yeah. Well, in the amount of people who actually know about that compared to who's playing the game is minimal. So it essentially renders all of these third party sites that are tracking your data completely redundant. So my, my question, I'm going to do a, a live, um, Test here. Yeah. I'm going to go on SBM and Warzone and see kind of what it says. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so if, if you look on SBM and Warzone, I can see, I can still see a lot of the data. It, it doesn't give me nearly as much as like your Warzone companion app did. Mm-hmm. Um, it generally tells what difficulty lobbies yep. that we have been in. Yep. It doesn't give you real time data. Um, it just tells you what kind of difficulty it gives you kind of the KDs of the players and it shows like how you performed and like where your KD kind of ranks mm-hmm. um, in terms of the lobby and then, you know, kind of where you placed and all that stuff, which is cool. Um, but I just don't know, like if Activision has made their stuff private, their data private, I don't, I don't really understand how that kind of app can be as accurate especially with this being kind of a beta thing. But I mean, it seems like it's pretty accurate, at least uh, in terms of my feel of each of these games. Uh, I've been in eight in my last 18 games. I've been in eight diamond lobbies, which is the toughest eight gold and two silver. Sounds about right. Yep. But anyway, um, I want to finish the thought on Activision making their data private before I go back into the the experiment. Sure. How do you, I mean, how does that make you feel with them going private with that? Um, 
I mean, I feel like it, now specifically with data privacy and just how relevant that topic is just across the internet. Sure. I feel like they're just going to use that 100% as their excuse since we're just trying to protect our player base. Easily. We don't want your data getting out there. Um, okay. Which is fine. Completely valid. Um, but this is it's performance data. Yeah, it's not your password not account, like your email, yeah. your password. It's not that kind of data. It's, this is literally how many kills you're getting in a video game and who else is in your lobby and tracking all of that. Yeah. I think because these third-party apps are doing it and they're getting so much attention, Activision has said, well, you're doing this for our game without our permission. Stop it. Yeah. Because you're taking attention away from what we're doing. And who knows, maybe they're trying to develop something that is similar to this on their own and they're going to try and completely block these people from doing it and this is just the first step. Um, yeah. We don't know that. But that could be what? it. Um, okay. I don't have a so, problem with it. Follow-up question. Yeah. Okay. What? How would you feel about that as a if you were a pro uh, playing in these tournaments that have been online? Uh, I know we talked about it. I mean, so now with data being private, does that mostly take away from these streamers and people people entering these tournaments? Uh, takes away their ability to see these terrible lobbies or you know them trying to basically boost their status and win money i mean how do you feel as a pro with that happening does it does it make you feel like it's a good thing because now they can't do that in tournaments or does that feel kind of like they're taking away your ability to you know make content as a streamer maybe I don't necessarily think that they're taking any ability to way to, to make content. I, I, I honestly, I think they probably view this as a good thing because now they're just going to have less people in their ear saying, okay, well you're cheating because you're in bronze lobbies and I'm getting diamond lobbies. And yeah. And I, I mean, who knows how even accurate all of this information is. I mean, because to me, yeah. like I'm looking at it and they're still putting out data, but knowing that, a vast majority of these players who are probably I, I think just the vast majority of players in general in Warzone have their data set to private now mm. by default like yeah. how are they even getting this mm -hmm. so that that's where I'm just a little bit skeptical of it um, to even like know how accurate this is mm -hmm. um, so I think they're probably I would imagine happy because I mean I've seen some complaints like uh, and I don't even remember exactly who it was. I think Frozone had said a, a couple things and I've seen it on the internet about how they're just saying, well, now like everybody who is watching us now is able to uh, essentially become a, a spectating investigator into the competition that they're now coming up against and putting their talents into question because they're, they may be getting into easier lobbies than, than your average player. Mm -hmm. um, which whether that's, happening on purpose through some of the exploits that we know are out there or that's just coincidence and happenstance uh, i mean there's not really any way to prove that but it's probably less yapping in their ears that they have to deal with so i would imagine they're probably okay with it yeah mm. well well i'll be very interested i mean this is a, a something pretty unprecedented that we're kind of going through 
um, with the availability on like a public scale, it kind of felt like it pulled back the veil on uh, some of these streamers and some of the other people. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to investigate myself that I'd heard of was the kind of pay to pay to win uh, sort of theory, mm-hmm. which has been, you know, kind of a, I haven't looked extremely in depth, but I've seen a couple of streamers talk about it and some other people talk about it, where if you spend more in the item shop that you get put in some easier lobbies. Well, uh, that's what we did. What was it? A couple nights ago. I bought the, the <laughs> ugliest skin possible. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's the ugliest. I think he's pretty look, pretty cool looking, but he's also bright red. I don't know what it's called. Uh, it's like but, bright red latex. You're literally, you're shiny too. But I was bright red and dropping 15 bombs. So, um, and looking back in with, uh, you know, I don't know exactly how accurate that SBMM Warzone is, but uh, previously I was getting put in majority diamond lobbies, like 14 t- diamond lobbies to about six gold. So not really, uh, and, and no silver, no bronze. Yeah. And I'm, and for reference, I'm, I'm only at a, a 1.9 KD and these diamond lobbies are kids that could go up to 4.0. Uh, and I wouldn't say like our squad is really set to play. Like we're not really set up to play against people with 4.0 streamers. We're, we're a bunch of casual dudes that are just trying to have a good time. We're competitive and we have very good chemistry when we play together, but we're also, uh, I mean, one one more like between a 1.0 and 1.3 on average on our team right yeah i think over my my, most part my kd like my overall kd is lower uh because of just how terrible i was at warzone to start um but i mean based on cod tracker the last i looked before we even started this the last seven days i'm at a 1.94 and you're at a Mm 2.2 so i mean we're both as of recent up there but not better yeah we're, we're not professional <laughs> yeah and i mean on some days i probably average even higher than that like yeah i could probably be in the four range on on some days oh yeah I could for be sure in a you know the 1.0 and other days you know but i'd say I'd pro- that makes sense i'd probably average around a two 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 five or something like that yeah. now but anyway um so my experiment uh yielded results which was that once i bought the skin i was getting put in silver lobbies when before i had even <laughs> checked i had never even been in a silver lobby in the last 15 games so it was like i think i had like eight silver lobbies that we were in and then like uh i don't know five gold and you know i don't know we still get put diamond but yeah. more of a mu- much more even uh kind of variance so anyway yeah uh, we got put in some uh, really easy lobbies and it was fantastic. It was, uh, we had a really fun night. <laughs> not, be, not being put into diamond lobbies and getting annihilated. Just so, uh, give Activision your money and, and you'll oh have more boy. fun. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> pay to win, baby. Just gotta keep spending money in the item shop every time I want to get put in an easier lobby. <laughs> yeah. uh, man, so I don't know. I'm, I'm still really not torn up about it. I don't really mind being in diamond lobbies because we do play good people but it, sometimes it, it gets very frustrating when one or two of us are not as on you know yeah it's fun day. when everyone's playing well and you're having a good time but i mean you, you're beating people that are good yeah like you, you get 
one even just one weak link who's off that night in oh boy godspeed or one one team like if we you know we're, we're we can be pretty sweaty we're very aggressive which just makes the game fun but you get one team, you get just absolutely obliterated and nobody even really does damage to them because they're so sweaty. Yeah. They just stun you and <laughs> just annihilate you. Then we're like, I don't <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm even guilty of just, I think I, I probably did this yesterday when we played more than I probably ever have, but of just being the lone wolf. And just, oh, you were you were kind of over the top uh, yesterday. I, I was kill chasing 100%, and I would just oh go boy. off on my own for like 10 minutes and get a couple kills and then come back. See, I, I, I can be Lone Wolf, but like most of the time, I'll stay relatively near you guys. If you three are <laughs> yeah, like, I looked up and I was kind of 300 meters else. away from you guys on one yeah, time. I was, I was say, like, all right, I'll I should probably go back. I'll be like, yeah, do you guys want to go grab this bounty? Or like, hey, somebody pinged like right there. Like, I'll mark it, be like, you want to go fight that? And then we'll go and i'm already halfway there yeah. but but most of the time i try to stay near you you were so far <laughs> i was chasing you in downtown and then they both were together it was matt and ryan and i was like i'm i'm gonna go back yeah I'm, <laughs> i, uh, I was tested i was putting the amax to the test because i had just gotten oh. the monolithic suppressor so i was just trying to trying to get the, the fully kitted oh, loadout funny. and some action but honestly like I've been having a good time. Like this aug has been really fun to try. Mm -hmm. It feels more balanced. The game feels more balanced right now. Um, the Mac is still unbelievable and there are good guns, but it just doesn't, you know, it's not the DMR zone right now, which is nice, but it's, it's more fun to play when there's more viable options. Like when, when can we honestly say the last time was that we have had multiple, three options. different loadouts and none yeah. of them are the same that right. both of us are cycling through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had, uh, I mean, I've literally spent a long time on the growl, um, on the kilo, um, and then DMR. And those are probably like the main three. Uh, and then now I'm, you know, kind of testing a few things. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's, uh, and we're, we're really, we're pushing this round, this, this episode. We pushing got a lot to talk it. About. But, uh, let's, let's go into, um, Let's talk briefly about the new Warzone map. I want to keep giving people some updates on that. So um, yes. what have you heard? What, so, you, what have you learned? Pretty much everything is shaping up to be what we, I mean, what we've already talked about uh, with yeah. the new Warzone map being pieced together by all the different uh, Fireteam Dirty Bomb maps in Cold War. Um, so with the newest update to Cold War, which was what, like a week ago? Uh, sanatorium came out which is a new fire team map and it's absolutely massive um i think the day it came out i saw scump was was testing it out and he was talking on twitter about how like we could literally just have a battle royale on sanatorium itself um mm -hmm. and so i jumped into a couple games of dirty bomb on it and i actually really enjoyed it i think there's a ton of different areas in the map that uh, are going to be um very beneficial to being included in a warzone map um and i mean from what we've heard the new warzone map is going to have a a big lake smack dab in the middle of it and that lake is probably going to be the body of water in sanatorium um and so the big almost like hotel building i don't even know what it technically is um, but the big white round building in sanatorium is could, probably going to be like that center focal point on the new warzone map 
Uh, and I'm really excited about it because that whole area, there's it's it's a small space, but it goes up. Like that building is so tall. There's so many different floors to it. Um, and tilted towers. <laughs> yeah, tilted towers. <laughs> um, Loot Lake, and like there's essentially like um, grapples. Uh, or like the what? What am I trying to think of? The ropes that you can rappel up. Zip lines. Yeah, thank you. There's a zip line essentially on like four corners of the building. You can go up the staircase uh, through the middle of the building on that. Um, so there's tons of different options for movement around that area. Um, and what is sounds like we're gonna have is maybe a swimming mechanic coming to Warzone with that's that, what I was gonna mention with that body of water, um, yeah. which which you can do in Cold War now, um, and so I would love to see them bring that into Warzone uh, and have more um, boats that you can use and just a different array of vehicles that are accessible to you because uh, right now I mean you you've really only have the helicopter. And then you have three different ground-based vehicles that you can use in Warzone. So you throw in the, the dirt bike. Um, the Obviously, the helicopters will still be there, but you throw in a boat and just add maybe a couple more. Uh, and that's going to be a, a pretty cool way to get around whatever this new map is called. It's not going to be Verdansk anymore. So RIP. Well, it sounds like things are going to get uh, shaken up a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty excited. I, I, I think I've mentioned it before, but I'm... I'm just excited to see how they transition to the new map. Is it just going to be, okay, here's a new map. Enjoy. Or what's the storyline going to be around it of how do we get there? Well, um, yeah, I'll be very curious to see how they, when did they rumor it? Was it, was it March? Yeah. The new map? Is yeah. That right? So we're like a okay. month and a half away. Maybe probably like two months. Hmm. Okay, okay. We shall see. I'm excited. I think change is going to be good. We're, I think, now back to a good place in Warzone. Um, so I'm hoping with some some minor fixes to mostly like the Cold War attachments and um, some further weapon balancing, I think Warzone is going to be in a really good spot leading up to this new map. And then obviously all these big changes that the game will go through will hopefully carry over the good place that we're in and we won't see any issues but i can almost guarantee there's gonna be a lot of issues i think that's the silliest thing you've ever said in your yeah. life yeah who knows there will be issues oh i well, can't wait more issues uh new zombies let's wrap map. it up let's wrap it up with some zombs how, yeah. how about that new zombies okay. map so that got uh three days ago today's the 18th so on the 15th was 115 day um and Treyarch officially confirmed that a new zombies map is coming and it's called Firebase Z. Mm. Uh, arrives February 4th and I'm very excited about it. We've spent actually a pretty good amount of time on um, this. I don't know what this one's called. D Machina. Uh, D Machina. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We spent a good amount of time on it. So I'm, I'll be uh, interested to see what they do with the new map. I am just, you know what? It, zombies in the past, it has taken me, it'd only be like, um, I don't know, there was no incentive for me to really play zombies. I always liked it. Um, like from the beginning, 
yeah. fun to play with a friend, but like I wouldn't play it ever by myself. Obviously, one, it was too scary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like when you first started playing Zombs, like the first time you weren't scared, you had to be scared. It was scary. Don't want to die. <laughs> All right, you you were like ten. You got yeah. me there. All right, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> On the original Zombs, but anyway. Also, because I would want to play with a friend. But now, since they have the, whatever it is, the cross-integrated experience in Zombies, Warzone, whatever. Um, yeah, I think we'll play it a pretty good amount. Because I'll want to, you know, with the new battle passes and everything like that, we'll get new guns that will be... Uh, Level up those for, guns, so... get those Dark Ether. Maybe February 4th we see Dark Ether come to Warzone. Who knows? Probably not. But please. <laughs> please, please, please. Uh, yeah. Well, that'd be fun. Uh, is the bus back? I don't know. To be honest, I haven't seen. I haven't read anything about the bus. The bus would be cool. I've seen. Don't the miss the bus. For it. Have you? Somebody I honestly, I, I haven't the watched the trailer yet. I need to watch the trailer. I haven't seen like the actual trailer, but I saw one like probably a month ago. That was. I mean, there's no way it wasn't real. Like it was an actual video of the, the bus it was new mm. so um yeah i mean probably just got leaked somehow but it was a short clip okay but apparently the bus is back so in the the treyarch blog that they have uh that they essentially write about like any of the new updates uh it says with the destruction of the world war ii era project end station site after investigating the otherworldly dark ether anomaly in poland Requiem now sets its focus on the latest Dark Ether outbreak site, Outpost 25, known by the codename Firebase Z. Firebase Z. Okay, neat. Are you looking for the trailer? No, I'm just reading. I heard, I think it's, it's somewhere in Asia. I think maybe Japan, Vietnam. Ooh. Somewhere. I right. can't remember where I said that or where I read that, but I don't see it in here anywhere on the official blog. Um, mm. it'll be fun though I'm excited well cool I think that about wraps it up what do you think let's tie a bow on it man that was fun it's always good talking about some war zone we yeah. can really get into it you know good time games so, just make me happy please <laughs> go follow us go to the twitter website that you can go on your phone www.twitter.com get on an app or you could access it via your PC and follow us at the joystick pod <laughs> Warzone Assassin's Creed Xbox we got all the updates as always come hang out with the boys whether you're a boy or a girl or whatever gender you are come hang out with us it's 2021 we don't discriminate we don't we really don't so um either way you can grab a beer or uh or a water because we're healthy boys uh 2021 healthy boys you know, all the resolutions and trying to trying to gain some healthy weight let's go baby pick up the sticks play warzone and listen in come hang out see y'all next week i'll read the same <laughs>